Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a boss. Let me get this straight. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? What? If you're not down with that, we got to work for you! Ball game! You're hearing me now, ain't you? What? All right, hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. SummerSlam was Sunday, and oh boy, are we hungover. My name is Lee McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. Jimmy, are you hungover? Uh, I am hungover. <laughs> I Yeah, so find hungover. It. Find Beyond, the metaphor. I can't even find the metaphor. That's how hungover I am, in fact. I just, you know, um, I, I was I was trying to find a, like a cute, fun way to start the show. Summer's biggest party, as it were. But I just wound up asking, are we hungover? Because I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot happened, obviously. Yeah, it was a lot. Four days of a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. Some days better than others. Oh yeah. Started. <laughs> yeah. Saturday was the best. I mean, should we just? Let's not stand on ceremony here. Of course, we're talking about Takeover, and we are going to talk over NXT. See what I did there? But first, <laughs> we'll go through SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown, and then we'll uh, save Takeover for our main event. What will probably be the latter half of a two-parter this week. Um, yeah, we can do that. I don't think my uh, opinions will change from now to then, but I do feel like I'll reference stuff, maybe. Which Actually, way? I don't know if I will. Well, if talking about SummerSlam, I don't know if I'd be able to compare anything to TakeOver. Nothing's really comparable, so it doesn't matter no. to me. Yeah, nothing really is comparable. All right, cool. Let's uh, dive into SummerSlam then. I'm guessing you watched the kickoff show? Yeah, I can sum it up in one move Ooh. is roll-up. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I was literally so, going to say, was the kickoff brought to you by Fruit Roll-Up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who booked that or what happened there, but that was confusing. That's and, a um, pretty big oversight to have all three matches end that yeah, way. Yeah, uh, very strange. Um, really not a lot to say. The mixed tag match was not awful, but below average. Um, the Cruiserweight match was good, but those matches are always good, and they're never going to really get more than good because the crowd doesn't care about them to be more than good. Right. And it ended with a roll-up, which made it they're not limited. as good as it could have been. In other words, they're limited. They are. And they really fucked me over with the Revival being the last kickoff match because I thought that with the most people in the audience, they were going to actually do a title change. Uh, and then they didn't. So Yeah, yeah no, they did yeah. not. Um, that sums up the kickoff show for me. Should we rule out titles changing hands on kickoff shows? I thought that after we recorded last week's show. Should we rule out? Because I feel like it never happens. Um, and that's something that we it just... It definitely does not... Yeah, go ahead. It definitely doesn't happen frequently. I do think if you were ever going to do one that the Raw Tag Team match would have been the, the time to do it. Um, well, I don't know if yeah, that's a conscious too. decision on their part, um, because as I said, the match went on with like 15 minutes for the main show, and I can imagine 90% of the people were on their seat by then. Uh, the, the Revival actually got a pretty decent pop. That's what made me know oh, that course, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess not, but it was definitely disappointing, regardless of if that's their booking idea. Yeah, in hindsight, we were very optimistic. Um, do you think they have a fucking plan for B-Team? Like, well, like at this point, gonna... I have to assume yeah, after sorry. Raw that with Dash and Dawson both scoring victories over Dallas and Axel, I have to imagine the feud's continuing, and maybe that's when they get the title. Because if the feud continues uh, and they don't win the championships, I don't imagine why that segment on Raw even happened, to be honest. When you put it that way, why does anything ever happen? Like, how many segments through the years could you say that about? No, I know. I just, I, 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 I don't know. This time around, I, I think it's really strange. If you know why it another... happened? I mean, there's always, let me sit, let me just introduce to you one possible alternative reason why it happened. Sure. 
because they have approximately every week they have approximately a million hours to fill with content. Oh, is that why we got the Titus Worldwide and AOP again? Which is something else we don't need to talk about when we get there. Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Oh yeah, yeah. But that but, would be that's true. one. You know, whenever we can't come up with a reason, I mean, they just had to fill the airtime and they gave zero fucks that it made no sense. That's attitude, pal. True. That definitely makes a lot. That that made sense. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, so, yeah, should we move on to the main show? Yes, we should. All right. The uh, opener was Seth Rollins, accompanied by Dean Ambrose, versus Dolph Ziggler, accompanied by Drew McIntyre. I wrote down, I think this match makes a great opener. Agreed. Did you catch my well, drift? And, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I don't think I do catch your drift. The, like, as opposed to the main event, just for example. Oh, opening this, oh, there opening we go. this pay-per-view. Yes, there we go. Okay, so I get why it opened. If if I had my choice, and I know that Wade agrees when I thought about it before I heard Wade say this to Stone Cold, because uh, he was on the Stone Cold show, I would have reversed Daniel Miz and this match, and I would have cut oh, five great. minutes off this match. Off of, um, you would have cut five minutes off of this match, the Intercontinental? Yeah, because, I mean, I gave it four stars, but it's a really, like, barely on the four-star range, <laughs> mainly for Rollins' incredible performance and, and the new moves he he uh, had right the fact that the outside interference was i think done well and smartly and built up over the match yeah and that it was a really good eight minute or eight or so ending minute ending sequence um or final stages in the match i thought that i thought that the beginning was a little too slow to open up SummerSlam personally okay um that didn't that did not make that did not make it a bad match at all i just gave him four stars but if i'm looking at another match on the card I think Daniel, Daniel Bryan, the Miz would have been a better opener. You could have still done a video package, almost like they did at WrestleMania with AJ and Chain, WrestleMania 33. Right. Um, uh, I w- matches that open the pay per views don't get the high packages, but you could have done that here with right. Bryan and Miz. I want to. Uh, oh, you're saying you still would have done the hype package with it opening SummerSlam, Bryan and Miz? If it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I needed it. Absolutely. Okay, you don't think... Because I was going to say, I want to argue... I was listening to Wade also, and I had to bite my lip because I would have looked weird talking to myself when I was listening to the podcast on the train. But I want to argue against the idea that Miz and Brian should open. I mean, Miz won. Isn't the traditional line of thinking to start the crowd off happy? Um, Dusty, a something that I did not think about. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like we're relying, you know, same thing with the pre-show. You're right. Pre-show matches are our title changes. Uh, opening matches are on heels winning, usually. But I don't think that there needs to be a script to always follow that. I don't know. I just feel like with how much time also that The Miz and Brian got, like, I thought it was in a relatively good place on the card, although I probably would have, sw- if anything, switched it with the WWE title match. That WWE title match happened, like, way too in the center of the card for me, but that's going to be something that I never shut up about. From my cold, dead hands. It did, but did it happen at one of the top of the hours? Because I didn't watch it live, so I don't really know when that match happened in, in respect to hour one, two, or three. Not justifying its placement on the card, but if it started at, like, you know, the show started at seven, if it started at eight or nine... At least it gets that top of the hour billing. Yes, I know what you know. I know what you mean by top of the hour. But fun fact about me: I never watch anything live. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, good for you. I'm gonna look at that when I when I get home. It's not, I, I I mean I agree with you. It, it was too early, regardless. But that does uh, help ease the pain of it happening earlier. Right. If Vince thinks that it's big enough to start an hour where people are see, maybe watching another show and it's ending or see, whatever like, the case may be. I feel like that school of thought applies way more to Raw or just TV in general than it does to 
pay-per-views. Are there really people channel surfing back and forth between SummerSlam well, and, and like other Sunday night shows? They're not just going to DVR, you know, choose to watch SummerSlam later or choose to DVR the shows and watch them later, I feel like. That's what I would well, do. It's not, it, uh, you're right. It's not channel surfing, though, because, I mean, if you have a program on a Sunday night that ends at a certain time and you know that SummerSlam's starting and it's on a uh, subscription service that you can start at whenever... I think there are people who may have a show that ends at eight and they start a show at eight or a show that ends at nine. Start, you know, or they, so it's not channel. Yeah, but I'm saying then they, they, they don't they don't jump over to it live in progress. They then start SummerSlam from the beginning. I would think you know that's what I or at least that's what oh, I would yeah. do. Yeah, with um, Raw, yeah, you're more thinking about like that top game. of the hour, bottom of the hour stuff. But in any case, yeah, I never I never pay attention to that. But I mean, the match was good. Uh, I really think Dean Ambrose did a phenomenal job at psyching everyone out. His facial expressions definitely, showed that definitely. a heel turn is ha- is happening, and it's not happening right now. Just well, I don't yeah, know. his I, face I mean, didn't say all that. His face said a heel turn is happening, and you're saying that it ultimately didn't happen. Obviously, yeah. Well, I mean, his actions show that it didn't happen, right? But right. I think that his facial expressions were intentional to show. Oh, that of course, of course. It's um just the way he was looking at him, and I, I don't know unless that was just his own, you know, say quote unquote way of approaching things i just i i thought it was very psychological personally yeah and uh my mom thought so too cool i can't disagree with that i mean i thought ambrose was he was obviously a great addition i thought the way he was used definitely enhanced the match because remember we were talking about how they went from you know having stipulation match back down to a regular just plain old match for the title but this this was nice to spice that up absolutely um also i think we could talk about just because i mean we have a lot to discuss uh that on Raw, uh, were you surprised that Ambrose had uh, oh, you want to do that? his first? Um, I think for something like this, we can, or maybe not. It's up to you. I don't want to jump. I think down. we should I, do I, it. I mean, we I should don't... either unanimously do it, you know, all the way through SummerSlam, or not do it. Like you know, just do SummerSlam and wait. Um, well, I think that could work because I mean, the Universal Championship is the last match we're going to talk about, and that could be the last thing on Raw that we talk about at the same time. Okay. How they followed it up. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and all I really have to say is I was really surprised that they gave away Dean Ambrose's first singles match back with not even a graphic. Yeah, yeah, it really I was. Was, was uh, I definitely noticed that too? And I also unceremonious. Made, all they did really was mention it on commentary. Right, and I also thought it would have made more sense for him to go against Drew after SummerSlam. So I don't know if they're like waiting for that. But I, I just, that's what I, I figured. I, I figured they were waiting for that because that's a match that I definitely yeah. want more build up to than just suddenly on Raw. But then, like, don't just, like, have him on the card, because I think it would have been cool for his first singles match to be against Drew at Hell in a Cell. It still could be. You said against Drew at Hell in a Cell, right? You cut out a little bit. Yeah, but his first... Oh, oh, match. oh, it can't still be that, yeah. So you, you right. wouldn't have him wrestle so, for, on TV for a month? Um, No, it's it's actually... It's three weeks. There, there's three more episodes of Raw before Hell in a Cell. I think okay, then to one week lesser of a degree, you th- you wouldn't have him <laughs> wrestle for three weeks on Raw? No. No, I th- I mean, we haven't heard him speak yet, so we could do a promo segment to hear him speak. That's going to be interesting to hear. Um, and then, I don't know, we'll do, you know, uh, a I'm match bad, that doesn't baby. end up being a match. Uh, I don't know. These are small, small things that I focus on. But um, Yeah, we'll talk more yeah, about him later. what I would have done. Because uh, when we leave Dean on Raw, he, along with Seth, are, are helping to prop up somebody. Uh, oh, so we'll, we'll talk more yeah. about him later. We sure will. Um, okay, so, by the in, way, in the fact, IC title match was 20... What? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that the match was 22 minutes, and to reiterate my four-star rating. Nice, yeah, totally. I, I didn't realize it was 22 minutes. I mean, I guess it, that makes sense. 
Yeah, it was, it was a, little, a little long. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll move on to SmackDown Live, the Bludgeon Brothers versus... What do you think they're actually... Real quick, before we move on, what do you think that they'll make that a tag team match at Hell in a Cell? Or... No, right? Because um, that doesn't really seem grandiose enough for a pay-per-view match. I mean, I think with how, with how much build it's got, I think they could build it into a tag team match. You know, and also... Uh, you know, you don't need to find an... Uh, well, because then Dallas needs his rematch for the IC title as well. So I would do... That's the problem with co-branded pay-per-views now. I was going to say I would just do Dolph and Drew in their own match. So Seth and Dolph as singles. But um, I don't know what they're going to do. I think either of those are options. Two singles matches or a tag team match, and they do the IC title match on Raw. Yeah, you know what I'd rather even say? Though, even though Dolph beat... Uh, Dean just beat Dolph, so now you could argue that Dean... To get an IC championship match, but yeah, you, know you could argue that. that. Yeah, well, no, yeah, maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll do something like Dean argues that he should get an IC title match, and they'll because you know, well, I don't know. We'll talk more about that. Uh, moving on yeah. to the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Um, I wrote down for this match. I wrote really? sorry, yeah, no, 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 sorry, my bad. I wrote down, yeah, I wrote it. Uh, I wrote it weird. I said, "Good, get your BSDQ, your one BSDQ per Big Five out of the way early." That's what I wrote for this, because like I, you know, it was, it was an entertaining match, but I just, I don't know, I kind of have a weird way of looking at Big Five matches that end in DQ, you know, especially good ones. Like, like I, I hate him. It's almost like I hate it even more. Does that make sense? I feel like it just gets, yeah. it, it's like a wash. It's like all that, all that good wrestling for this, for nothing, for just fucking creative took a day off. So you get nothing. Um, Big Five, is there another big pay-per-view now? Money in the Bank, no? Got a takeover this year. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it should be. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you, well, always argue that mean, part, you always argue the part of my statement that I'm not expecting, that I put the least thought into. Like, it was mainly about DQ finishes. Well, I mean, I just I just didn't know if they added one without me knowing, and I forgot about Money in the Bank. Um, well, I mean, I definitely agree with what you're saying about booking DQ finishes on these big pay-per-views, but especially they did two of them. Um, no, I know. That's, I well, think, I guess, yeah, that's what I... That's I said that to say, like, the tag match, like... I, I don't know. There shouldn't be two. I guess we'll talk more about it when we get to the WWE title because that fucking really pissed me off. But that was my point. Was was like I kind of told myself like, okay, cool, no more of this bullshit. We get it out of the way early, and that was the only saving grace I found with it with ending this tag match like that. Sorry, go ahead. So I do think that both of the DQs, while they annoyed me, I think they both worked in different ways. For this match, um, it. Annoyed me because I felt like the match was 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 good enough to warrant um, an actual finish, and then yeah. when the DQ happened, it, it kind of removed because they it was good and then it was sloppy in spots and then it was good again. Yeah, um, I gave it I gave it three and a quarter stars. Um, it definitely would have gotten higher if it wasn't a DQ. Um, Eric Rowan just got frustrated. Just got frustrated. Is that what happened? Well, Eric Rowan is injured. So that's the reason why I'm reading at least online. Maybe this is just dirt cheap rumored innuendo. His arm is injured, and I don't know why they didn't just do the, the title change at SummerSlam. Oh, because they probably felt like that would have been too many title changes at SummerSlam. I don't know if the injury... Oh, I'm sorry. The injury happened at SummerSlam. Oh, really? Yeah, but the injury, yeah, it happened oh, because okay. it was reported after SummerSlam. So that's why on SmackDown, they decided to put the titles on, on the New Day, and they had a very 
a very good match of which I wish that there was an actual finish of SummerSlam. Right. But there's time constraints. On SmackDown, they got over 20 minutes. That's just not going to happen at SummerSlam. Um, also, they might not have wanted to. They might have felt that was one too many titles to change hands because, uh, you know, there were several that changed hands on Sunday. Yeah, but that, that's, a third, that's a third rule now that I, I don't I, – I wish that – I mean, you're not wrong in the way you think based on history. But between the, the pre-show title changes and uh, the opening match being face-winning and now this, I, I don't want to fall into this category of, of things needing to be because of how it's been. Oh, I'm you know, no, 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 is, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about – I'm strictly talking about that through the lens of rationalizing what they're – what, what they yeah, were – what history and also what they were thinking when they did it on Sunday. I'm not – I'll never use that rationalization to say anything should be done because of that. You know what I mean? Right. They're not my rules. No, no, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, New Day are now champions. It'll be interesting to see where they go because they've already fought Sanity, which I would feel should be the next champions. But we already know Cesaro, Sheamus, and Gallows and Anderson are having what seems like a number one contenders match. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least they seem to think so. That seems to be what we're doing. Yeah. Which, uh, um, Barr's going to win that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. De- uh, well, no, I definitely. I that. Definitely. I'd be happy with either. But definitely, yeah. Um, they also need to get that Uranagi backbreaker combo down pat because they fucked it up at Hell in a Cell and I'm they so fucked gl- it up here. I'm so glad you said and, that. Yeah. And they're going to, and Xavier Woods is going to fucking break his knees if, if, if they don't get that on time. Was it off air or on air I said this to you about moves like that where, like, I, I get that the move is, is really cool. It would probably be safer if, like, Biggie did it, it was on, like, the second rope on the turnbuckle and Xavier's in the ring as opposed to being on the apron and the outside. I just feel like the move would hurt a lot more if Xavier just didn't do anything and let the guy fall on the floor. You know what I mean? This oh, way, for you're, sure. this way, you're risking your own body to effectively make a move hurt less to your opponent. You know, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, I notice them. I mean, if they're, if they're going to keep doing it, at least practice them more because well, I would say don't I keep doing it. I, I would put that with Biggie's spear in the uh, don't don't you know stop doing it category that doesn't per- need to be done every that doesn't need to be done every match it's definitely dangerous and i do like the spot but it's done way too much where when it happens i don't really care yeah. about it anymore That's scale my scale it scale it way back there you go definitely. That's a the fair definitely. compromise and then this way it'll mean something all that risk and if you do it every goddamn match it doesn't mean a thing when you hit it or not and either way it yeah. hurts and it then, hurts like hell and then eric rowan felt the need to i guess continue the whole barrage of like crazy moves and he did that awful cross body up the apron oh my god eric rowan cannot very good do a cross body can i have i said this on the show before he gets like a foot off the ground you know um yes and i'm wondering if that's where he injured himself if so i have to say good for him possibly i i've been saying i've definitely i definitely tweeted a couple weeks ago because he did it he's been doing it on the outside a lot the flying cross body and i'm and i was like what what the hell was and it took me a couple times of seeing it to be like, that's a, that's a flying crossbody? Dude, you are, are not in the air. <laughs> well, that one that one to me is like a running forearm smash. That one at least has like momentum behind it and the crowd pops. The one that he does off the apron looks like he's falling. Off the apron? So if I'm going to pick, I'm gonna pick one of them. I'm talking yeah, about when he just he did d- one. No, go ahead. He did, one off the, he did one off the apron. That's what I'm talking about. He just like fell. Onto I forgot who it was. Yeah. But when they were doing all those spots, it was uh, 
the, the right, right, the right, right. And there, there was a when, few other things, and then he just like fell. Yeah, no, that's not what it would. I, I was more talking about the regular because he, he'll do a lot of flying crossbody, uh, like on the oh, outside yeah, or I something. But it's not. It's you know, it's it, it's supposed to be impressive because he's such a big, awkward guy doing you know like a more of a high flyer style move. But he doesn't pull it off. It's like Cesaro doing the six one nine. It's like, dude. Watching you do the move totally defeats the effect you're going for. Right. You know, it's like yeah, it's no, in slow motion and just awkward as fuck. Personally, uh, it's just my opinion. No, I agree. Um, next, we had uh, the oh, first man. squash of the night. Oh, um, man. Don't we feel silly for thinking, racking, literally racking our brains about this. Like, literally racking our brains, figuring out how this would, this would pan out. Um, no, I don't feel silly. You know why? Because I'm not in WWE, I didn't come up with the idea to build to a match with the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line and tease week after week that this guy who traditionally is clever and smart and, and you know, somewhat of a mastermind is going to come up with a plan and then just completely fucking squash him. Like, my only theory is that Kevin Owens went on his own and got that shirt made up, the, the KO in the Bank shirt, which, by the way, mwah, perfect, beautiful. I mean, I hate it now in hindsight. Considering that it was for nothing, it only served to get my hopes up about something that wasn't going to happen. Hell no! I think maybe he got that shirt made, showed up with it on Sunday, and Vince saw it and just, you know, wasn't into it. I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can... I, I really... I Because I, I just... I want to believe this wasn't the plan all along. But to answer your question, no, I don't feel silly. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I, I think it... I think they. I think they should feel silly. I don't know. I got. I kind of got off course there, but that's what I was trying to say. Is I think they should fucking feel silly. I don't. I don't feel silly. What we were talking about was according to what we were watching, and what happened on Sunday is just. I don't know. That really pissed me off. It definitely. I was in a funk for a little while after the match, and it definitely took a while to shake out of it. You know, because we talked a lot about it. That just. I just don't understand. This was the first of. Of, of the promise of something that you completely crush, and it's like, then why did you even fucking put that thought in my head in the first place? And so that's... that's Yeah. Well, then I don't feel silly for racking my brain about the outcome. I feel silly for watching them, I guess. <laughs> huh. Watching what they did for fucking four weeks. Um, I mean, yeah. Way too often I- ideally, is that the case. Ideally, ideally, this would not have happened. Um, it, a part of me feels as though if... Strowman is really the one that you've spent all this attention to. Then I, I mean, I don't know if it means Owen's getting no offense in at all. But Definitely on a show not. again like Summer, uh, on a show again like SummerSlam, I mean, and Strowman's your guy, and clearly after uh, SummerSlam and Raw, we know that Strowman will be the guy at one point. Um, I, I get, I understand why they <laughs> did it. I just don't agree with it. Yeah, and I really couldn't even rate it. I and I literally gave it a star. Just because Owen bumped like crazy and made the match look great, better than it probably should have. That's yeah. why I got a star. So, yeah, I mean, I commend you for giving my, it that star. That's my opinion on that. Yeah. And especially um, considering what... No, we'll talk about that later. What was the next match? I have, sorry, I, have my, I keep having to lean away from the mic to look at... The I think uh, the, notes. I think this I think the SmackDown Women's Championship was next. Oh yes, it was. Um, um, did I call this? I definitely people. Everybody was talking about Charlotte turning heel, and I definitely meant to say that it should be Becky that turned heel. Did I say that? Um, I don't know, but I kind of. I mean, I didn't. 
if I were to be asked who will turn, I would have said Becky. If somebody asked me who should have turned, I would have said Charlotte. And the reaction well. in Brooklyn <laughs> just reinforced that. Yeah. Tenfold. Yeah. But before all that, uh, I thought this match was like so much better than I thought it had any right to be. Um, yeah. Because it, even I, though it Charlotte was. and Becky, even though Charlotte and Becky are Charlotte and Becky. Triple threat matches in general are difficult. Carmella is Carmella. Um, <laughs> Even though Charlotte Becky. Carmella yeah. And Carmella put on, I mean, I don't know if it's because of the people she was in, in, in the ring with, but I think that she may have been the star of the match only because of how much she rose to the level. Obviously, Becky and Charlotte did things more impressive than her in the match, but her level of improvement, or maybe it's just the fact that we've been giving, and I don't know if I said this, but I feel like I've definitely thought it, I just don't know if they've been booking her to be like this honky-tonk man-like champion when this whole time maybe she could have been having decent 10-minute competitive matches. And we yeah. just don't know. And I think that uh, her suicide dive looked very crisp. Yeah. Um, her character work was great. Uh, it, 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 it was a really good match. I gave, What did I give it? I gave it um, three and a half stars. Uh, it got 15 minutes, which I was also surprised about. I didn't think I'd get more than 10. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, this, it just really surprised me. Charlotte with that corkscrew moonsault needs to figure out a way to not do it to two people because Carmella took it really well, but Becky barely did, and I don't know if you know that Becky's fault, but it happens all the yeah. time. It needs to notice. Stop. I noticed that uh, too. In fact, I think you're just, being you're being a little bit generous there with Carmella, but that's fine. We'll go with that. Uh, Take, uh, well, taking it well. I mean, they each got some piece of one of Charlotte's arms. That's for all, uh, no, all that Becky, all that twirling Becky and flying. Got none. All that twirling and flying Becky through. Oh, really? None. It looked like it looked like Charlotte's arm. At least no. you know. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. But I'd say the most Carmella got was a part of Charlotte's one arm for you know as the culmination of all that twirling and flying through the air. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, I thought she was going to bring back the code red, which I love. Uh, um, Mountain Dew code red. That, that used to be her finisher, where she uh, does the uh, STO and then locks him in like a leg lock. And she had a she always had a submission finisher. Yeah, Becky, you're talking about pronouns, pal. And also, it's a great finisher for a heel, and she used it more as a babyface. And she went huh. to do it, and that's when Charlotte speared her. And I think it was supposed to be like a STO spear combination. The timing was off. That would have been really cool if it worked. I got what they were yeah. going for, though. Yeah. But uh, they really tried to be inventive with the match, and I was really. Impressed by it, because usually there's like, you know, that whole superplex spot where one does a powerbomb superplex, or there's so many spots you could do in a triple threat match, and they didn't really do any of them. It was a very inventive, fresh match to me, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, same here, same here. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I basically agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think I noticed what you're saying with the STF, and the, the or the spear, rather, the combination they were going yeah, for. I think yeah. I noticed that, too. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a good match. I mean, I don't know. If, well, yeah, I mean, I was impressed. I just, I think this is the kind of thing that everyone should aspire to with their spot on SummerSlam, you know, relatively speaking. Oh, I agree. I agree. I guess I'm just happy that they that they lived up to that or, or, they, or they performed at, at the level they should have. Exceeded your expectations. Exceeded my expectations, for sure. Oh, definitely exceeded my expectations, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, I think that Carmella probably got a little more respect from someone, somewhere. You just made the list! Respect. Shout out to Aretha Franklin, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> yes. You just, dude, that's painfully insensitive. 
I'm just messing with you. Um, but yeah, so Becky, the heel turn, what did you think about the way it was executed and the opposite land-esque reaction? I mean, not really, but, you know, like, according to WWE lingo. Yeah, um, I, okay, I, as a whole, I loved it. Um, I think that she took way too long because I saw it coming. Um, I yeah. think that after the Dean thing and the way Dean, so there were three possible turns on this show. Dean, Natty. Uh, Becky or Charlotte, and Natty. Right. I knew that they would only do one of them, and there was no chance they were doing none. Right. So after Dean, in this match, I don't know why, probably because Natty's dad just died, and that was always a, a pipe dream for them to complete the heel turn, even with this all going on. Um, even though we'll get into that later and what I thought when she came out. But it happened after this, and this, and it happened here. Uh, so I just thought that it took a little too long. That's my only complaint. I think that the more they stayed in the ring and it wasn't going to a commercial, the more I saw something happening, and the more I knew it would be Becky, based on the body language in the ring and who was hugging who. Right. Well, and the fact that Charlotte won. Right. So that, that is my only complaint. I think it was executed very well. I think that Becky's facials were amazing. Um, I think that Charlotte tried her best to sell that she was really hurt by it. Um, I think everyone performed very well for, on a theatrical level. And um, I think Becky on SmackDown was, was phenomenal, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. Part, definitely. Part, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah. I was going to say, part of me hoped that they didn't, they looked at the reaction on Sunday <clears> and maybe they were going to turn from like a full heel turn to just like a centralized to Charlotte kind of thing. But then on SmackDown, when she started saying, you guys haven't been behind me, I was like, oh, man, come Dude, on, Vince. seriously. Like, what? So that is my only, but that's not really about SummerSlam, that's about SmackDown. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's, the, generally speaking, my takeaway from this whole Becky Lynch heel turn fiasco thing, because I'm including in it the idea of the reaction she's getting and why, honestly, I think Charlotte would have even gotten booed harder if she hadn't just returned recently in this whole thing. Like, I, I, I think, but what... What I came to, the conclusion I came to as a result of this whole thing is that the WWE needs to establish a new role in the creative process. And that role is a pulse finger or, you know, um, that's Jesus. Uh, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody, a yes, temperature taker, like the, cause this Someone was who has a finger on the pulse. This was, if you're watching the shows, I mean, the crowds for, for weeks have been pulling for Becky people all over social media for have been months. talking about how it's Becky's time. The crowd's really behind Becky. Everyone wants to see Charlotte turn heel. It's not the right time. You know, people, I only heard people talk about Becky turning heel in the context of, you know, she shouldn't leading up until SummerSlam. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I. I was right there with the crowd when she was, you know, on, on Sunday as it was happening. I was like, yeah, fuck her. Like, yeah, you know, go go Becky. And, and you know, you do deserve it, Charlotte, and whatever. I mean, even though she doesn't really deserve it. But just, like, you know, for taking this moment from Becky, which ultimately, whether or not you try to do, you did do. Um, would there have been a way after Sunday for Becky to stay a face that uh, you can well, think yes, of? exactly. What I just said is, on SmackDown, I would have just had her not apologize, but kind of say that she got caught up in the heat of the moment, A, and that all of her frustrations are with Charlotte only. So it's still a blood feud, but she isn't, like, turning on the crowd, and it isn't about anything other than Charlotte and what Charlotte did, because that's what the audience believes in. But then is Charlotte a heel? 
A and B, do you think WWE in its current form is capable of handling what we're you know we're essentially talking about like a really nuanced dynamic for them? Um, I mean Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I know it's not Vince, but they definitely can if they need to. Um, uh, probably not. If I'm required to answer that question, probably not. Yeah, but that I, I can't think of another possible possibility yeah yeah because charlotte didn't ultimately deserve it but i don't know i just i always i keep coming back to this idea that well i i I don't know maybe i need a pulse finger because i i just i keep going back and forth can you know is it what is it okay for crowds to cheer you know heal behavior sometimes and if so in what context like to plan on that i don't never mind that's a whole that's a whole deeper can of wax i should have organized my thoughts on this whole becky lynch thing better than i have i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay it's a, it's a complex thing i understand it's a big shift for her character and um they're all in on it so i have to admire vince for actually thinking that it could work um do you I think mean, this i lead- don't know oh go ahead they already announced Charlotte Carmella for next week on SmackDown, but part of me was hoping that they would do that at Hell in a Cell and then save Becky and Charlotte for Evolution. Oh, okay, you were hoping. Okay, and then they would do. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll probably no wait. Oh no, shit! I just realized the four horsewomen thing. The four horsewomen thing is probably not happening. A ways off. Well, anytime, just a ways off. Soon. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, with this. um, it probably wouldn't be. Uh, because now, don't forget, Charlotte and Ronda, if they if they stick to the Survivor Series schedule they did last year, Ronda and Charlotte are facing each other at Survivor Series. At this, wow, yeah. If that's a big um, if, though. Last year was the, the first year they did that, and I'm not entirely certain they're going to they're gonna keep, you know, it's going to be an annual thing for sure. I don't, oh, I don't want it to be. Um, unless it's the only chance of it happening in the main event Survivor Series, because... Even if it's scheduled for WrestleMania, I don't have faith that they'll uh, main event with it, especially with rumors of The Rock returning. So if I, I had a choice... So people are talking about two, The Rock returning at WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about that? Oh, it's like God. a pretty serious... To yeah, wrestle in uh, the main event? Really? The Rock's going to fucking take oh, another WrestleMania main event from people? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And guess who it's going to be again? Oh, shut up. Don't. I, it's not, I mean, not... Well, not Cena, obviously. So who? Roman. Oh, uh, Roman, obviously. Duh. Oh, I thought where you, else I do you thought go? You no, where like else do you go from there? No, yeah, no, well, yeah. Hey. Now that you mention it, I do. I do remember hearing that a while back, but I didn't realize it was, you know, any any degree of like locked in, locked in stone. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to sit here on on a podcast with that, yeah. that isn't as super well known as others and say it's locked in, but I'm pretty confident they'll be there in some capacity. Yeah. Maybe this is just dirt cheap rumor and innuendo. Um, yeah. We're uh, kind of bouncing all over the place here. Yeah, we can go. Uh, we're you... not too bad, though. We're halfway to the main card. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I did like that Becky, how Becky said it was supposed to be my turn with the title. Because that's, you know, that is that is a heel thing that I like. Because that's something that, you know, WWE has to be careful of. Not just like, you know. Uh, hot potatoing, t- well, not hot potato, but uh, be, be careful to not like you know make sure you're just giving everybody their turn at the title. You know that's like a, that's yeah. like a, that's like an appropriate entitled thing for her character to to f- way for her character to feel, and I think 
a good dickish way to put it, I guess. Yeah, but it, it all, I mean, to me, I didn't even think about the line now that you said it, but to me, it also kind of sounds like, you know, my turn and very like, <clears throat> we all know wrestling is scripted, but it kind of sheds light on that. I would have said my time. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like my turn. My turn though, like, because it makes her seem Ow. like a spoiled kid. You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, yeah, it's, I, not, I get it's that. not fair. It's supposed to be my turn. Right? No, I, I get that. Um. Um. Are we able to move on to the WWE Championship? Let's let's find out. Yes, that's well, my yes. Me. That's me saying yes. Um. Okay. So yeah, Samoa Joe defeats AJ Styles. Uh, by DQ and still AJ WWE champion. We already, I already, I gave you an insight into how I feel about this. A little bit. I think it was a great match, totally ruined by a lazy shit finish. That's how I feel. How do you feel? Um, I actually do not agree with you. Um, well, I agree about the I, taking the, championships. The match was fucking awesome. This is this is why the match that they had up until that point was fucking awesome. And when when Joe grabs the mic again and says that uh, about Wendy, in my head immediately, I'm like, okay, so what I would think based on that is that AJ's going to, you know, start seeing red and get himself disqualified. Please do anything else. That's, that's you know, when I see, the, oh, this is what they're doing, please do anything other than the thing you're probably going to do. I booked that shit, pal. Um, okay, but... That I think it worked within the context of the storyline. I think that he's a champion. He knows he'll retain. He literally just like who's your daddy, which was fucking amazing. That whole this storyline, by the way, I have to completely backtrack on everything I said because at first it bothered me that AJ Styles storylines with ama- with amazing competitors we want to see have to be this convoluted mess like Shinsuke and the ball kicking and all that. But here. This match and the character work involved made me love it. I never the hated family it. stuff. Yeah, that's I what never you're talking hated about. It. I just thought I just thought it was well, unnecessary. Yeah, with two people like AJ and Joe when they could just have a straight up title fight. I heard the idea floated that oh, first of all, I love the TNA chant, and I was kind of you know uh, <laughs> bummed out that we could we could have easily seen that coming if we really thought about it. Um, I, I think that's oh, yeah. in fact I, I if I, we remember and ever remember anyway. That should be something we also try to predict is chance or, or just, you know, extraneous things like that. Like for the, the main event, maybe how many, you know, spears and, you know, F5s are there going to be? Stuff like that. In any case. Um, well, neither of us would have predicted a who's your daddy chance. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So. Um, fuck, what was I getting at that? What was I saying to get it? Uh, oh, oh I, so I heard the idea floated that. That's why a big part of why they did the family thing was because these two have such a history outside the company. Is to give it like a, a WWE spin. Did Wade say that? I think maybe even Wade said that. Um, I didn't hear him say that. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit. Like you could see that Vince thinking thinking that he wants to, you know, put his signature on it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, I would have just licensed footage from TNA then if that's the case. Well, that's what I'm saying. WWE doesn't want to make their history outside the company a part of this storyline, you know? I guess. I just think that's dumb. Traditionally, yeah, oh, right. I, I agree. I totally agree. But, like, I mean, they're getting better at acknowledging the outside world, but slowly. Right. Um, um, the, the match was probably 
my favorite. Actually, it was definitely my my. It was my best match of the night. I gave it. I was teetering between. I gave it four and a quarter, um, because of the DQ. Even though I thought it made sense, but I thought it was crazy for me to give it four and a half stars with the DQ finish. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment, you psychopath. Because yeah. I, um, I just think that I the DQ finish like totally just, you know, I don't want to say ruins all the work they put in because it still entertained me, but it just, it's just for not, you know. It's a lazy way to continue the feud, in my opinion. It is, but I think that it, it I mean, if this is the route they're going and they're all in on this family storyline, then I think it was like the only choice I almost had. Unless you do like a roll-up, but then you can't do a roll-up because it's a roll-up. So uh, what do you do? I mean, and how do you warrant outside? Let's just say AJ got, because I don't think Joe was ever going to win. So let's just say Apparently AJ not. won straight up. And then and then what? He just attacks him again on SmackDown and they have another match? That's, I think that's lazy. Because you, okay. knew, you know that with, with Hell in a Cell coming, that they were going to have a Hell in a Cell match. And I think that this finish justified that match. And it's unfortunate that they do, you know, you know, the, the match on, on the, you know, one of the big five, four, whatever the fuck it is. Five. Uh, they give it a shit ending, but now it makes the next match that much better. Yeah, because I was thinking something like, for an alternative to what happened, like, you know, obviously what you're saying is correct. What you're saying is correct. They want to continue the feud. Um, why not have Why not have a false finish where you think, Joe, where it looks like Joe wins the title, Another referee comes out, AJ's foot was under the rope, and then because of the restart, AJ's able to capitalize and get the win. And then Joe has, you know, a very clear case for wanting another match, but you didn't just, you know, I, I, a match like that ends in DQ, ends in countout. I'm just like, okay, so it's, you know, all that good work put in, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. It's like it was in contention for match of the year, and that just rules it, you know, rules it out in one fell swoop for me. You know what I mean? Or match of the night, match of whatever. Yeah, I, yeah you're not wrong. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I I wasn't that mad about it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I do know why. I think I think I, I understood it. Um, oh, and also, so Joe's, band, yeah. so Joe's plan blew, blew up in his face, by the way. That's what happened, story-wise. How so? Are you kidding? His plan was to get AJ... Blinded with rage so that he could beat him for the title, but instead he got AJ blinded with rage, which caused him to get himself disqualified and hold on to the title. That's how. True. His plan wasn't yeah. his plan wasn't to win by DQ at SummerSlam, presumably. No, most likely not. <laughs> um the muscle buster cheese got me so excited. Oh yeah. And I bet I thought of you bet during that. that. He even he and even teased it before that, like, before getting him up gesture. into it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the muscle buster um, gesture, and the crowd knew what was happening. The crowd was popping, so that was awesome. Hell yeah! Um, Did you hear even Corey said the last he was gonna say? I, I don't know what he said exactly. He said, "I remember the last time Joe did this move in this building or something." I think it was an allusion to Tyson Kidd, right? Uh huh. Yep. Which I mean, yeah, he didn't. He didn't Corey actually. He didn't actually. He should have just said, "This is a move that ends careers" or something, but. Yeah, when Corey called attention to it, I was like, I wonder if he is going to hit it, or maybe he'll finish the match with it eventually, because he like went out of his way to talk about what it could be, and I feel like if it's a move that was that banned, why even call attention to it? Yeah, yeah. So that not... actually made me interested. Well, that made me interested. 
Yeah. You're saying if it's, I mean, if it's banned it's in real life. Again? Listen, Rollins did not tease the curb stop when it was gone until he did it again. Yeah, those are, I mean, that's entirely different situations. Joe's a heel. I mean, you know, you could argue that the, he didn't put that much thought into it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he knew he knew they weren't going to do the move. He wanted to tease it to kind of show to the, you know, the most hardcore of us that he's trying to pull out all stops to win the title, I think. I don't, you know, I don't think they put yeah. any, any more thought into it than that. But that's just me personally. I suppose. What did you think of their follow-up on SmackDown? I liked it a lot. Um, AJ, this is, is totally off topic. AJ's hair is, he does like a walking shampoo commercial. Have you noticed not only oh, how straight no his hair is and how, f- it, it, just the way it flows. There was a point on SummerSlam where, I don't know if they showed a replay. Yeah, they showed a replay because I remember seeing twice just his hair flow just beautifully, man. Like, I feel like that is, that, that you know, I, I'm not really a hair connoisseur, but if I were, man, he his, his <laughs> would be... That head would be right at the top of my list, I imagine. Um, I agree. But I did I'm, like... I'm glad, if his, I'm glad his head is at the top of your list. Oh, man. Who's number, who's number two? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I'd have to put more thought into it. And again, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a hair connoisseur, so it would be kind of worthless. Al Snow's head would be, would be my number two. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that would have been... The, that was the obvious answer, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Yeah, I missed the um, boat on that one. So I think, I mean, so part of me was like, oh, maybe Brock's going to retain the title because, uh, this is relevant here, maybe Brock's going to retain and we can get AJ and Joe, their match would be for the, in Hell in a Cell in the main event of Hell in a Cell. Wow. In the actual main event. Huh. And then huh. we and then we know what happened. So we'll talk about that later. What, and what the real main event will, I'm, I think, will be. Yeah. Um, Have you? Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, Joe's power slam was so impressive. Yeah, it you, was so quick. The snap on that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh my god! I mean, he's just so good. He's just he so fucking good. Uh, yeah. When he came in, when he just took AJ out from under his feet and and put him to sleep, and then that promo he cut was just. Oh man, he is just horrifying in the best possible way. And the way, you know, yeah. the way he said, like, I was just hoping he would, when he was attacking AJ, I was like, now just grab the microphone and say AJ Styles is family. But he obviously yeah. said something better than that. <laughs> Did you, uh, my mom could not stop focusing on, I mean, she's a mother, so I, I, I'm not surprised why, but she, she couldn't stop focusing on the fact that that little girl should not have been a ringside. And yeah, she no, you're scared right. And didn't know what was happening. I know, but I don't know. For her, to, her that one line at the end, "Daddy, you're bleeding." I'm sorry. Was like fucking theater. Yeah, but but it's it but, it, but I don't but, think AJ cut himself. It's theater that the actor doesn't know they're performing in. The child. I actor. agree. I understand, but it benefited the story. And listen, he must have agreed it, to it. Yeah, but we're talking about whether we're talking about it. It. The fact that the girl is watching her father partake in something that seems to be pretty, uh, you know, could be traumatic for a child like that. And she has no way to know that it's, you know, not 
legitimate that he's not really hurt like when she says daddy you're bleeding she's probably genuinely concerned i think there's definitely a lot of um merit to what your what your mom was saying in other words oh i didn't think there was a merit i just think i i was so engrossed by the story that it didn't bother me also is it possible that's not his child because he has like five kids so where were the other ones I was wondering that too. Um, well, they probably, you know, they just they, they didn't want to. I don't know. They and probably they probably didn't see it one. as a priority. They just wanted one. They just wanted at least one child there. Apparently, they probably didn't see it as a, you know, as necessary to include the whole family. Just a representative yeah, of his so. of his wife and his kids. I'm just so I'm sure there was some damage control done before this all happened that ensured she was okay. Like there was talks about it, and the wife agreed, and. I don't know. I oh, I mean, I, I'm sure so the good. wife, they talked through what was going to happen. The wife had to agree to it, I, I imagine. Um, um, like you said, yeah, like, it, it I, I take for granted, but yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Up until the end. Um, next was Elias in a oh my God. spot that made me wonder... A, was this what was planned to happen? I mean, it seems like how could it not have been only... Also, how could it have been insofar as I don't... It... <laughs> uh, how do I even put this? It's not enough that something just occupies time. Like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, sometimes they just they have so much content, so much time they have to fill... That wasn't a problem with SummerSlam. SummerSlam would not have been any less of a show without this. What the fuck was the point of this, in your opinion? Uh, well, the, the point of this was the same point of getting Randy Orton on the card, to get them on the card and to not do anything with them. Um, Randy Orton wasn't on the card. You know, well, which, which, quite frankly, well, Elias, be, quite okay, frankly, okay. better use of Randy Orton than of Elias, if I'm being honest. Okay, on the card in the literal sense. Okay, on the show. Not on the card, on the show. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Randy Orton wasn't... Right? Oh, did he show up? Well, Elias wasn't on the card either, though. So you could yeah, but Elias was on the show. That was Randy Orton. Do you not remember that? He, he came, came out, out after the... the match and then turned around. Oh, and left. Yeah, he did, so, he did nothing. It was so confusing. I mean, well, you, dude, you, 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 did you, 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 Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Orton, they did neither of them. I'm just comparing, I'm just comparing the two. I think it's an apt both, comparison. It's perfect. Both. Right, exactly. That's, that's why I brought it up. Um, yeah, I mean, part of me feels like they ran out of time, and the other part of me thinks that Vince just got a chuckle out of this happening, and it happened. I mean, that's not very eloquent, but I can't imagine anything else being the reason. The Elias thing. Yeah. I, I, what, 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 would the, what would the point in Vince's head have been? Like what? Like oh, what? It's like so what? Funny that his guitar broke. I'm gonna laugh. People are gonna laugh when that happens. Blah 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 blah. Oh, the punchline of this joke is that our sh- company has shit production value. Is like that, that's <laughs> right. that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the joke though? Oh, you know what? I have to go back and watch that because I heard that Elias was sponsored by Fender. Is that the name of it? Yeah, the guitar. Yeah, and he always used them on Raw. Holy and shit! I wonder if it was a Fender guitar that they used. That's a good call. I mean, I almost feel like it, it definitely couldn't have been, but it's an interesting theory nonetheless, or question. Huh. I can't imagine they would agree for their product to be portrayed as such on a very large global scale. I should have looked more into this. There's a chance that the guitar was made with a type of wood that was affected by the, the climate in New York. I mean, that's a, that's a real stretch. I'm just thinking, you know, because I can't find any value in it, 
in like planning to have this happen, I'm thinking, is there any chance it could have been? Because his reaction to me seemed like it could have been oh, if agree. it genuinely happened in the moment and he didn't know what the fuck to do. So he was like, all right, my character is, you know, he, I was going to play a song, but now I can't. So my character is going to have to be angry about it. That's all I can do. Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with that. I thought his frustrations afterwards came across kind of real. Definitely, definitely. But it also it also could have been that this is what I was planning to do, and it's so fucking stupid. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out on the stool at the same time. Yeah, but in case in case like that I'm doesn't make that I'm not on the car. Yeah. Okay. What? No. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say in case it doesn't make sense. But if you're saying he's annoyed that he's not that he wasn't on the card. Um. By the way, is this a good time to talk about fucking Bobby Lashley? I mean, we already. Uh, we'll talk about him on Raw, I guess. I just can't get over um, that he fucking beat. I mean, Ro- you have he a lot beat. To say about him? He I don't. beat Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules. That was the very last pay per view. Can you see what I'm getting at here? Oh, I do. You I'm know, Roman Reigns, the Universal thought. Champion. They're one and one. Right. And he wasn't even on SummerSlam. Yes, that's that's. All. I agree. That's all. Um, well, that's undisputable, Jimmy. From- he wasn't there. How the fuck would you know? Agree, disagree. The guy from Uprock, the guy from Uprock said that um, did Bobby Lashley like fail a drug test or like uh, have a plane delay or something or in call- regards to this segment? I think he called himself. Which I thought was funny. Oh, because he, yeah, because he didn't come out. Like, why wouldn't he at least say like that was me? I I rigged you know I rigged your guitar. I don't even know how. Like it wasn't. That's not a thing right. you can set up that anybody could have planned to happen. Right, and there was like what four, three or four weeks of raw programming that indicated this is where they were headed. Right, something with Bobby and Bobby and Elias together. I honestly, right. I honestly think the thing, the plane, the the plane delay or the whatever the reason Bobby Lashley wasn't there. I think this is his penance for calling himself the new big dog, like we talked about a few weeks ago. Like I, I really, I don't. I mean, I, I think the evidence just keeps adding up with each new week. You know. Yeah, like and f- I also don't know what the Corbin match accomplished either. It gave him a win, and literally that's it. <laughs> True. Um, but I, in other words, I feel like he at least would have come out in the Elias spot at SummerSlam if Vince wasn't specifically keeping him off, which I, I you know, it's my best guess. Yeah, I mean, it, I, 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 I don't even know if they are going to go back to Bobby and Roman anytime soon either. Oh, no, 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 of course. I, I mean, I, you know, Bobby Lashley should have fucking come out on Raw and said, yo, I'm the last guy that beat you. I want a title shot. But, I, you know, I th- they've given up on Bobby Lashley. What they ever saw in the first place in him and bring... When when they brought him back, I, I you know, wondered if they had a plan for you. Bobby Lashley, someone you needed to have had a very specific plan in place. I think I said this probably weeks ago. You know, there's certain talents that you have to approach uh, the right way. Like, Bobby Lashley is very much like, you know, he's going to sink or swim based on what he's given to work with and how tailor-fitted it is to his strengths, I guess. Absolutely. Including turning heel. And, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like that's his only chance with this run, as far as salvaging it goes. Um, Miz and Daniel Bryan... Oh, yeah, that was now, wasn't it? Yes, it was right now. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, It was uh, a longer, they got more time than I expected them to have. I think Miz did a relatively decent job keeping up with Brian. And um, I called it. 
<laughs> your idea to have, I think you were you were one for two for predicting Hell in a Cell matches. I think your idea to have Miz and Daniel Bryan wrestle inside Hell in a Cell, especially now, all things considered, was fucking genius compared to what they went with. I, I mean, when I, I, when when, the, when, when I you, really, they go when I re- the mixed tag. For Hell in a Cell. Oh, my God. When oh my I God, realized, right. Go on. When I realized <laughs> that that is what they were going for, I loudly <laughs> exclaimed, what the fuck? Wow, that's so funny. I'm like, Be- wait a minute, but they can still do that. No, they can't. Yeah, no. Uh, not, not for Hell in a Cell. Unless they do that match in a cell. Mix match. Nothing. Get out of here. For the first time ever. Get out of here. Um, no, but... <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh... As soon as I realized that that is where they were going, I was like, wait a second, but then where the fuck was Brie on Sunday? Oh, no, wait, I know where she was. She was at fucking SummerSlam. She was in the building, like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I actually have a lot of, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's the fucking Bellas I mean, despite me actually genuinely liking them. Um, so, okay, here's my thing. As soon as they showed Brie and Nikki backstage in the interview... I thought, okay, wow, they're talking about they're talking about evolution. Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce are going to interfere them, and, and they're going to lay the seeds for a tag match at, at Evolution. No, okay, they're going to be out for the Raw Women's Championship. And can I ask if you heard what the rumor main event for Evolution is, by the way, or what it was before SummerSlam? Um, because I stayed this, off all dirt sheets, so I didn't know about this until afterwards. Oh, okay, so this isn't what you texted me about Sunday morning, the Trish. Uh, not not that. No, no, no. No, what is it? Or what was it? Okay, I need you to hold on to something. Oh, God. Anything. Maybe this is just dirt sheet, rumored innuendo. Okay. Okay. The rumored main event of the first ever all-women pay-per-view is Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. I say that again. I, I, I say that again. <laughs> sounded like you said, it sounds like you said Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, which that is ex- obviously that is be exactly ridiculous. What I said. It would be insane. And I'm okay. Oh, that is so what, now that no. you know that now that you know that you're probably thinking to wow, it's kind of weird that she was in the ring with Ronda after she won on Sunday. And wow, it's kind of weird that she was in the ring with her on Monday. Well, I was thinking that anyway, but... So the only yeah. reason why I'm kind of, why I'm not so thinking it's happening is that maybe they aborted plans and the internet fucking freaked out. And that's why they're putting Bree somewhere. Because I can't imagine how they get to it now. I'm not saying it had to be... I'm not... All right. I, I'm actually jumping ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'll yeah, we're jumping... We're jumping... Ronda. We're jumping... Yeah, um, we're jumping all but, over the place. But, but Brie, Brie, Brie is, re- is relevant here. Right. Well, it is relevant because I guess when Brie was well, added to the Hell in a Cell match. Right. That's the only me... way it's relevant, though. Otherwise, let's stick. Let's stick to the Miz. You know the this. Right. Um, so the match itself was good. I think I was expecting more, but I think it was very really? story driven, which I appreciated. Yeah. I, I liked how Miz is trying to one up Brian with the moves and how. Uh, you know, it's very po- poetic that the Miz literally won the match with a punch to Brian's face when the whole oh, feud definitely. was predicated on Dana Bryan wanted to punch the Miz in the face. So there was that part of it that I liked. Yep. Um, and Miz's great line after that. 
that you know just took yeah. one of my punches. Um, Not an accident. And it, I don't know. I just there was only one near fall that I really thought could have ended the match, but then I really thought it it wasn't going to end the match when it happened. Um, yeah, I kind of thought that too. Yeah, so I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't want to say it was too long. It was. It was the longest match of the night. Um, but do you, at twenty three minutes and thirty seconds. Do you think it made sense that we know that Nikki uh, that Bree was there on Sunday and that she oh, didn't right, come right, out? Right, right, she right, didn't right, come right, out, right, and right. then suddenly no, we yeah, I don't. I welcome don't back it. to that. Well, I mean, was she not in in the front row during the match or no? Oh no, she was no, no, no. She wasn't. She was nowhere. She was, you know, presumably backstage. I could have sworn I saw her, and they just didn't pan to her. But well, that right. would make it even worse. Um, like you know. Oh, it would. Oh, it totally would, and that's why I thought this one I watched. Because um, well, she and Nikki were both ringside for Rousey later, but not for this, as far as I know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, what would what would Brie would Brie have like? So, are you saying they should have booked it when Brie was out there? Or are you saying they should have booked Brie? Because Brie would have to come out fairly quickly. Yeah, I guess there was about like a thirty-second delay from. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Brie came straight out of left field with this whole thing on for me on Tuesday, and furthermore, no, but you're saying that she should have been there on on Sunday at SummerSlam. Yeah, given where they're going, that she was yeah, in the building. Given, given where they're going and that she was in the building on Sunday, yes. You know, okay, not yeah, the way I, mean, I would have done I, it, but I, I also wouldn't be you know having this mixed tag be for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, oh my god, I was watching SmackDown and I'm like, huh, wow, imagine, I, I thought they were going to book it at Evolution until I was like, oh, it's an all-women's pay-per-view. And then I'm like, oh my god, maybe they're going to book Brie Bella versus Maurice at Evolution. So I guess out of the two options, I'm happy with a mixed tag at Hell in a Cell and not wasting them at Evolution. Well, not wasting them, wasting a spot at Evolution. I mean, um, I think there'd be yeah, enough spots at Evolution. I think, that, I think that match at Evolution would have actually been a really good idea. Just to use, you know, the such a big uh, men's no, few just to no, no, no. enhance. No, there's only like room for three singles matches at Evolution because you already have the May Young Classic, the Raw Women's, the SmackDown Women's, the NXT, and Alexa and Trish. That leaves room for like no more than three or four singles matches. And I absolutely do not think that Maurice and Bree on a show about women's wrestling warrant a spot on that card. Okay, sorry. Okay, no, I honestly I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying don't waste Maurice and Brie in that match for that card. So that's kind of where I was coming from. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're on the same page then. Um, fuck, there's so much to get through. There's so much to unpack here. The Bellas in general kind of just came out of left field, right? I guess it makes sense that they were there backstage with Evolution. They're going to be at Evolution. But like... Are they not just kind of treating them like, oh, they're on the roster all the time whenever we feel like we need them to be and we need to act? Like, I don't know. I feel like they should have made a bigger deal out of like, oh, the Bellas are here. They're back. They're here for this and that. Like, you know what I mean? They just kind of acted on Monday like they're just part of the roster. Yes. Well, that's why the whole Nikki and Rhonda thing, that's why I brought it up. I thought that was why. That they're randomly now acting as though they're part of the roster and it's going to justify whatever match happens. Um, Brie Bella's inclusion, I guess, kind of makes sense, but now we have to figure out Nikki's inclusion. Yeah. So that's why I started on that whole tangent. Right. Um, but yeah, also the backstage segment with Brie and Brian, another example of how Natty, how comfortable she is. And I, you know, we talked about this and how it's different, whatever. But like, I don't know, like, why can't Brie and Brian just talk to each other like they would be talking to each other in real life? She came across 
so plastic and manufactured, and you're not going to give up in your dreams. Oh my God, it was yeah, awful. Really bad, really bad so, dialogue. Really bad dialogue. And it didn't need to be. Like, why do you need to write that? They are married. Give them yeah. a runaround. Hey, Brian is going to be frustrated. You're going to give him some words of advice. Go with yeah. it. Do it that's the way. Do it. Do it the way you would in real life. Just, just do it the way you, you know you guys would do it. And that's why Total Divas is so refreshing because it just it comes up very natural that way to me. Yeah. And here it did not. And that was another awful part about this. I thought. Fair, um, fair enough. The match itself. The match itself. I gave three and three quarter stars, which I think I think is fair. Um, yeah. And. Um, yeah, I literally wrote, where was Brie? Why is she a bad actor? <laughs> huh. um, Fair questions. Speaking about the finish, I did love Maurice's inclusion because she wasn't focused on that much, and I almost forgot about her until that happened. So I thought that was very clever. Yeah. And, and it also tied into the other story of Niz needing to cheat to win. Yeah. Or finding short, uh, shortcuts. Yeah. So uh, the story, the sto- story-wise, the match gets five stars. But including everything together, I gave it three and three quarters. Okay. Um, one more thing on the note of the mixed tag match. Do you think Maurice just gave birth four months ago? Is it? It seems like I know they would never frame it this way, but it, to me, it's like that's kind of you know uh, fascist of Paige to kind of force someone in you know to to like Maurice isn't even really like since she's come back, she's only wrestled once. She, like she hasn't really been here in that capacity to the degree where I feel like it's fair to force her into a match this close to her first pregnancy or am I crazy? Well, she literally said that on the stage. She, that's what she was saying. I gave birth four months ago as one of her reasons for not wanting the match. So oh, she, she did. I didn't hear, you. I didn't hear that. Cause I thought yeah, when, I mean, the, when they, she, when she went to page backstage, she should have said that, like, you know, to try to get out of it. Yeah. And she, and she did it in like a heelish manner, but it's funny cause it's kind of true. Yeah. But, I um, wish, yeah, I mean, I kind of wish Paige. Months, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but I think four months, I'm trying to think of Check other Twitter. women who gave birth. At Dr. Moorcraft. Uh, well, right. Oh, God. I shouldn't say that. Maybe <laughs> that out. No, we know what you're saying. You're not a medical Twitter doctor. I mean, I'm, well, anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to try and give some type of a medical explanation, but I'm not going to try. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It depends if she got a C-section, if she didn't, or, I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. a, another conversation. I mean, obviously, she's going to be okay to wrestle. Um, I just wish, actually, in hindsight, I, with, with The Miz, the way The Miz did the fake uh, retirement shtick at the beginning, I wish Paige would have kind of said something about that, you know, like... Uh, you know, if, if they're trying to get out of the mixed tag match, I wish Paige would have said, you know, you, maybe you would have had a case before you did that, but I don't know if you can imagine. It's a particularly sore subject for me, so enjoy your match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. Because, you, you know, you might as well. Way. Yeah. I love, I love. She's doing a great job. She's doing, um, she is. I think we, uh, are you good on this topic? Yes. Yes. I think we skipped Balor and Corbin. I think that came before this. We, I have it after this. Or next. Yeah, nice. Okay, well, we can talk about it now then. Um, literally, there's one word to say that, about all of this. I'm sure you know what it is. Well, WWE would have two words. I have one word, because that's what I call it, and that's demon. Yeah. Um, Sick the demon. The Demon King thing, I, I, I hope they go away from. They they didn't say that on on SummerSlam. No, yeah, um, they just said the demon. I, They've been just saying the demon, I feel like, for a little bit. 
well, we can say a little bit. This is this is the first time it appeared in almost a year. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, relative um, to its, yeah. So obviously, as soon as the lights went out, I knew what was happening, and I said on the podcast, "I think I said this probably wouldn't happen, right?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I said it should happen. Right. I mean, well, we you both kind of said it should, and then that it would. Oh yeah, it would be fine. I which it was that they it. didn't announce it. In fact, if anything, and, I don't um, like the way Corbin talked about it after, which I, you know, we can get to after, but. If anything about it, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to unpack. He looked great. I loved the entrance. Yeah, the match was the shortest match of the night, which I think was appropriate. Absolutely, Um, I think Corbin's facial sold it well. Um, I, I literally only have a little bit. I I feel like it's a little. It was a little over the top for me, especially in tandem with what he said on Raw Monday about it. You know, oh, you weren't. You didn't even show up. You sent the demon. I didn't, you know, I didn't sign up for a match with... Like, dude, fuck off. It's a... It's... You know. Yeah, uh, that, that was definitely very it's paint. strange. It's face paint. That's, that's what you're it talking is. about. I face feel paint. bad that he had a... Damn! I feel bad that he had to spend that much time for a minute and 31 seconds. I'm so happy that he did, obviously. It was a great moment, but I thought about oh, that ma- after it was over. I was like, the match was only a minute and 31 seconds? Yeah, it was. Wow, that I didn't realize it was that the whole, short. The whole segment probably lasted a total of six or seven with the entrance. Um, yeah. And I think even that's a lot. I would say five, but we'll go with six or seven. Yeah, whatever. Um, I wish he just like slept in it so he could have appeared the next night, too, or something. In hindsight, I mean... But um, that wouldn't have happened. Would, w- would have made sense. He just like slept in it. You don't think they could have whipped it up in three hours? Yeah. <laughs> Because after he found out, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but after you find out you're getting a title match, I mean, you want to, you know, bring your best. Well, that's what I mean, Bring bring your best uh, form. Bring your A form. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, he didn't know know going into Raw that that he was going to get it, is what I was saying. Right. Um, Uh, Also, I don't think the Demon's been pinned on the main roster yet. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, he definitely hasn't. In fact, I, you know, I I think it's... uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be pinned in WWE as the Demon. Just the way they treat it. Ever? Wow. I mean, you know, at this rate, I feel like it's a pretty easy argument to make. Well, we also said the same about The Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's a little different. The Undertaker wasn't only The Undertaker at WrestleMania. No, he was only undefeated at WrestleMania. But, yes, nonetheless. You know what I'm saying. Um, Finn, Finn Balor is Finn Balor most of the time when he's the demon, you know. I, I don't even know if I trust WWE to have the demon lose. Um, United States Championship. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was actually better than I thought it would be. Um, it was 11 minutes. I thought that was the right length. I got to say, so I gave this three stars. And I was going to give it like two and a half, two and three quarters. But Shinsuke fucking Nakamura in this match. I don't know about you, but I thought that for a mid-card title match on a show like this, this was the Shinsuke, or this is the Shinsuke as a heel that he's supposed to be. I thought that his character work was phenomenal. I loved his black pants, which doesn't really have anything to do with his wrestling or the match, but I loved it. Um, I thought his facials were down. The timing was great. Um, I don't know. Something about the way he performed on a character level just really stood out to me, personally. Um, the whole beginning, everything was a lot more exaggerated. It just felt like he finally knows how his character should act as a heel. And this match, for me, proved that. 
Yeah. It had the it had the low blow callback, which I loved. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I it was nothing phenomenal at all, but I just really thought Chinsuke, you know, really for the spot he was given, performed as well as he could have. In all facets. Yeah. No. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. He was good. Um, because just... other than that, the match was a match. I don't have anything else to say about the match. It was a match. The apron bump was unnecessary, completely unnecessary. Totally. Uh, it maybe brought it maybe brought it to another level and made it feel yeah. more competitive and like a SummerSlam match, but it wasn't needed. Um, Definitely. And, I, and either Jeff Hardy, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Jeff Hardy as it is. Either he is not as injured as we think, or he's a fucking idiot. Because then he does a spot on SmackDown where he, <laughs> where he swans on Randy Orton through a fucking table. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. But well, like, dude, I, the swans on through the table, I don't think... Uh, you know, is as uh, effective on, on him. Yeah. Okay. You know, something could go wrong. It probably. I'm sure he was protected very well. Orton also, like, I don't know if you noticed him, has repositioned himself. So obviously, the camera should not have been on him. He was like, the camera was on him for like ten seconds as he's like using the top of the table to get in position. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So maybe 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 focus on Jeff climbing and not Orton on the table. Very small critique, but I noticed it. Yeah, the swan. Uh, yeah, you said you said this was the the apron spot. I mean, I it, thinking thinking. I'm kind of just kind of dwelling on that. Yeah, you're right. I think Jeff Hardy either he's not injured or, you know, we we think he's more injured than he is. But yeah, I don't see why on earth you would ever do that. Period. Let alone if you, you know, actually like have injuries. Let, let alone even just the point he's at in his career. Like, oof. Yeah, no, and not, what not the, worth and it. What the, Right, and what the implication is for Vince McMahon and the booking people to put him in that spot if he is injured, too. So there's that part of it. Yeah, or at least to allow him to do it. Right, well, yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, um, I talked about it briefly, and there's really not much more to say, but, fuck, hold on. It's all good. Um, if you want to... and Hardy, Orton and Hardy just had like a... And unadvertised, like, all of this build-up, and they just had the match. On and SmackDown. And I knew there wasn't going to be a finish. Yeah, on SmackDown. I knew there wasn't going to be a finish, but, I mean, really? That was kind of weird, no? Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's just kind of unprecedented what they're doing with this. Like, how they just, you know, they went on with the <laughs> the match at SummerSlam. Orton came out and did nothing after the match. And then, yeah, they had this match. I mean, it would have been, that would have sucked to have a match like that on a pay-per-view ending, culminating the way it did. Um, all except for the ear thing. That was disgusting, man. Yeah, very. But that would have, I guess, stood out on pay-per-view as something that, you know, set the match apart, I guess. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. The next match was the Raw Women's Championship match. Yes. So. Rousey um, pretty easily destroyed Bliss. Okay, I have to say, did you... Okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you what I wrote down in my notes. Let me pull those back up. Oh, what I'm I wrote, afraid this is gonna be a controversial statement. It could be. I to me, it feels like it's very obvious, like to a very impossibly distracting degree. But what I wrote down is Rocket Raccoon Rousey defeats Alexa Bliss, uh, and new women's champion. I knew it was gonna be about that. Yeah. Um, other people yeah. compared her to Manitar. Remember Manitar back in the 80s or 90s? Yeah. 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 I I had, up until this point in the night, I had given 
Becky Lynch the award for uh, Homer Simpson's makeup gun, but I think at this point I shifted it easily to Ronda. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. I mean, I did like it. Um, I definitely understand the. You did uh, like it. I did like it. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, man. I thought everything. I thought everything Bad looked taste. good on her. I think it all kind of flowed. I like the color schemes. I like the the black and orange. Um, Did you, you know, think? Do, you do I think it? What? Do you think it does anything for the effect of what they're ultimately trying to accomplish, just in general in WWE as a whole, to have somebody go into a match with this with this you know really fancy done up makeup and hair that looks like she spent all day in a hair salon. Um, putting aside the the image that Ronda is specifically supposed to have, she goes into a, a women's championship match at SummerSlam and comes out of it looking the exact same. By which I mean her makeup is unbothered, un un you know, you know not not affected. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say here? She didn't look like she had been in a fight. I mean, except for the well, two, except was, for the well, except wasn't. for the two black eyes. Well, she wasn't. I think that's part of the story of the fact that she ran through Bliss. It was essentially the third squash match of the night. Wasn't no, it wasn't the oh the third squash mention thing. Um, you think it was safe for her to plan on that to the degree where she figured, let me get my makeup done like I'm going to prom. I don't know. Okay, I, well, I, just, I don't know. I don't know who's going to prom looking like that, and if they are, then that's another. Well, story. I don't know who's wrestling a women's championship match looking like that. Uh, Bull Nakano had very similar makeup. You think it wrestled. makes? You think that makeup makes more sense in a wrestling match than at a prom? Because I couldn't even think of another example. I don't know why anyone would ever do that um, to their face. I mean, it's sports. It's sports entertainment. It's a theater. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we should focus on it that much personally. Um, to we me, all know that she likes to do crazy things with her hair. Um, you know, was it extreme? Yeah. But I think that's kind of her shtick. And after looking at some of her UFC uh, weigh-in pictures, her hair has always kind of been a bit different. Um, so it isn't like they're trying to manufacture something different in WWE, which is what I didn't want them to do. I think that she genuinely is picking these looks. And do I think they all look great? No. But I don't think it affects anything else about her ring work or in-ring presentation and i think it kind of sets her apart if anything did she ever go into any of her ufc fights looking like that okay no she did not you think it would have been ridiculous if she she would have been ridiculous if she did right i don't i really can't say i would in a fight oh man i thought we could at least find common ground there of course it would have been ridiculous if she went into a fight looking (laughs) like that I don't know about that. I mean, she's a, a female putting on makeup the way she wants to put it on. Let her put it on. No, somebody else is putting it on, clearly. She's got it, like... Also, um, the Nia Jax match, her makeup was smeared a lot. So, I have to say that. And she was sweating she a She had been more. through more so... of a match. I just think... Right, exactly. That's my point. This wasn't really much of a match for her. She was literally sitting Indian style in the ring at one point. Which I really liked, by the way. You don't think it's uh, a gimmick infringement on Aleister Black? Uh, no, because I no, I think it was done differently. Um, I didn't think about that though when I saw it. Um, Indian style is Indian do, style. Now go ahead. I, yeah, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm just fucking around. Time. Um, what I do have to critique Ronda for because I think there's not really. I mean, listen, it, it was done what it had to do. Ooh, and that is a good tease for part two of this week's episode, or at least it's going to have to be. We're going to come back and talk about the rest of. Ronda Rousey's performance, what Jimmy didn't like about Ronda, and talk about, of course, the main event for SummerSlam, the rest of uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT TakeOver, because at Jimmy's insistence, we're going to also do that. So stay tuned for part two. It's going to be coming out 
going to say shortly-ish, relatively. Follow us on Twitter, at RealHugeActor, at Dr. Moorcraft. Keep an eye on the feed for the rest of uh, b- all that.